The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Atal Design, your premium mobility and product design partner since 1968. Atal Design inspires, integrates, develops, and produces the most cutting-edge solutions around its customers' visions. Welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for July 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at a Thanks so much for being with us. Europe is emerging from the COVID-19 cloud. How can we tell? Auto shows are back. The Milan Monza Auto Show got things going in June, and last week, the Goodwood Festival of Speed in southern England returned after a one-year hiatus caused by the pandemic. Automotive News Europe's UK correspondent Nick Gibbs was there in person. He joins us on the show this week to talk about how Goodwood organizers balanced safety with fun. He tells us which automakers and vehicles stole the show, and he provides insights on what we should expect to see from the next big European show on the calendar, the IAA in Munich, in September. Hi, Nick. Thanks so much for being here today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, good to talk to you, Doug. Nick, I wanted to get started with what was the mood like over at Goodwood? It must have been a bit strange to be at such a large event around so many people after months of having to avoid such situations. Uh, yeah, well, you're right. So the Goodwood Festival of Speed is uh, Britain's uh, de facto motor show. So it was essentially, uh, I was performing a similar sort of function as I would at Geneva or uh, uh, Frankfurt, as it was. So it was it was odd to be going back down there with my you know with my recorder and my notebook and um, talking to people amongst a crowd of a crowd of visitors. Um, I Goodwood is always very well attended, and this year was it was nothing different. Um, they reduced the amount of spectators by a little bit uh, to comply with COVID regulations, but not by much. Uh, so you were amongst a big crowd. I mean, the difference with Goodwood Festival at Speed is that it's mostly outdoors, so it theoretically should be a safer event. And uh, they made very sure that uh, people had either been double jabbed or had uh, proof of a negative COVID test. So uh, hopefully um, we, we were fairly safe. But uh, as soon as we got indoors into a, um, a stand, for example, we, we, everyone did put on masks. But it was it, it, it was it felt pretty natural, actually. It sort of you sort of got back into the groove straight away. How quickly did you find that you kind of even forgot about the pandemic? Because I would imagine an event like this, after so many months of not having something like that, uh, how did the organizers kind of protect your safety, but at the same time help you feel like, yes, I'm actually at an event again? We did have the, uh, the safety regulations. We had to prove that we had, uh, yeah, you know, two vaccinations and uh, or had a negative COVID test. So. I guess you were sort of fairly sure that most people you were interacting with were uh, were either COVID-free or, you know, sort of if uh, the worst was to happen, 
it wasn't going to have a massive impact on your life. So you started to relax a bit. And uh, uh, I think the, the, the most obvious thing was nobody knew how to greet each other. So there were lots of elbows. So somebody would go in with an elbow, somebody would come in with a fist bump, and somebody would do a handshake, and uh, and it, it sort of nobody really knew. I, but I think and most people just laughed it off. And uh, I, I, it, it was an interesting experience. Now, based on what you experienced, what advice would you give to the organizers of the next big European show on the agenda, which is the IAA that's going to be happening in Munich in September? Well, make sure you follow some, some safety regulations, you know, make sure everybody's been tested, etc., or at least had a test to, to show that they're COVID negative. And uh, it should, you know, it should run fairly, fairly well. I mean, I, as far as I can see, the Munich show is mostly outdoors. So, uh, you know, sort of you can go from different uh, events. Um, I mean, that might not be true in some of the halls, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I, you should be, they should be okay. I would have assumed that they go through their own very careful um, rules and regulations and, uh, and, and, uh, and presumably some countries might not even be able to go, but uh, um, we'll have to see how it all pans out. And what feedback did you get when it comes to the automakers when you asked them about their feelings on auto shows in general or whether or not we'll have auto shows in the future? From what I've been hearing from uh, from the car companies, I, they generally hope that they can mostly exist without the big shows. We're talking the mainstream car companies here. For other car companies, for the more premium ones, and especially the uh, ultra luxury ones, of which the UK has a lot, they use auto shows in uh, in, in two ways. Not uh, they, they communicate with the media, but they also use them to um, connect with their core. Uh, the, their core uh, target uh, customer, who they can invite and uh, and treat very well, and uh, and then hopefully in the course of a weekend, wining and dining them, they can persuade them to buy another of their cars. And Goodwood's very much about that. So, the, I, the for the ultra luxury um, car makers, nothing much had changed. Um, for the for the more mainstream ones who are hit by, you know, who are trying to tighten their belts, uh, I think we'll see, at least in the short term, at least a uh, much lower participation. We'll continue our conversation with A and E correspondent Nick Gibbs after this message. Since 1968, Atal Design has been pioneering the road of mobility putting forward distinctive design and innovative technological solutions. Ital Design knows how to implement customers' ideas, creating iconic and functional products that effectively improve the approach to mobility. Ital Design today offers services to support customers in achieving their targets, styling and creativity with virtual reality and immersive user experience. Vehicle development from components to whole product, from concept to production electric and electronics development, and artificial intelligence serving e-traction, vehicle network, HMI, and autonomous driving, assembly and construction of models, show cars, prototypes, and small series. Ital Design adopts a flexible approach to match products and services to customer needs, providing lean development process to established OEMs, 
acting as a system integrator and technology enabler with newcomers and defining product creation processes and strategies to startups. Ital Design inspires the most cutting-edge solutions around its customers' visions, paving the way towards a better life for all. To learn more about how Ital Design moves the industry, visit its website at www.italdesign.it. Who were the big stars of the event? Was it the traditional powerhouses like Ford and Volkswagen, or did some other brands kind of rise to the top? Well, yes, the ultra luxury brands were there in, 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 you know, sort of in the background doing their thing, uh, showing off their cars, talking to their potential customers. But the ones who have traditionally stood out more at Goodwood have been the more mainstream brands because they're trying to capture the average showgoer. And they do that in, in by creating these big stands um, along the route of this hill climb which is in the grounds of the Duke of Richmond's uh, wonderful house in southeast England. And, and normal times, they have these, as I said, these huge stands, but they were much dialed back this year. So in terms of the, the people who normally go, Ford, for example, were there, but they didn't have their three-story stand right next to the track. They had basically an expandable lorry towards the back. It was definitely dialed back. Some custom, some automakers weren't there at all. We didn't see Honda, for example. We didn't see Toyota, Lexus, two manufacturers that usually have big stands there. But actually, who who who, who did come to the fore with the sort of challenger brands? Lotus was the featured brand of the event, and they had a big stand. They were launching their new Amira sports car, um, the first uh, sort of volume. Um, car under new owners Geely and Geely were also there uh, with Polestar who had another big stand um, uh, so that between between those two they sort of uh, sort of filled the whole of the the sort of main stand area and uh, the other one was Genesis Genesis was there both um, with a sort of customer facing stand showcasing their new range of cars which have just been launched in Europe we even got a premiere from them we got a the uh, we got the G70 um, shooting brake which is a sort of rival to the BMW 3 series uh, touring um, and that so they, they made a big play of that uh, so luckily we had it had these brands to fill the spaces that were vacated by ones that would uh, had cut back on their budgets because it's an expensive place to uh, to showcase your cars. And what vehicles caught your eye? Did you walk away with any uh, any cars on your wish list? The Lotus Amira is a great-looking car, really, and uh, and that was attracting a lot of attention. There were crowds outside the stand, queues to come and look at it. So they got a good uh, got a bit of hit out of a good hit out of that, and I like that too. The Genesis range, particularly the G70, the smaller cars. Um, there was, a, there was a sedan, a wagon, and uh, an SUV. They look good too. It's the first time I've seen them. Um, there were some uh, the, some of the, the hypercars, particularly the um, uh, well, there was the Rimac Navira, which was the, the you know this is the new one from Matty Rimac. It was there, um, but that was an impressive bit of kit. Um, the related Pininfarina Batista as well. It was good to see these uh, incredible cars that you've heard about but haven't seen. But that you know, and uh, the Navira 
was being driven at high high speed up the hill as well. So, you know, you it was you get that great mix of dynamic and static, and in cars that we've only seen virtually uh, for the last however many months. So uh, it, it was sort of like a full full immersion experience, and and that was great to see. Nick, how about the technology launches that were at the show? Did anything catch your eye when it came to uh, new high-tech features? Well, it was interesting. Goodwood uh, to his, his sort of developed this sort of technology side to things where they bring in, you know, sort of uh, not just featuring electric cars, of which there were many, actually, and they, they sort of gathered, gathered them together under in one big tent, so you, you got to see them, you sort of compare them all. So that was great. But they also had this, uh, the, what they call the future lab, where they showcase technology that's actually, you know, sort of slightly related to automotive, but, but can, maybe not. Um, where you got to see, you know, for example, the Boston Dynamics robot dog spot was there in action slightly unnerving creature <laughs> um well boston dynamics of course now owned by uh, hyundai uh, so there was a car connection there um but it was it, it was fantastic to, you know because i mean good would evolve from uh showcasing the, the the great cars of old and you still sort of saw and heard these the, the formula one cars uh, uh from history going up the hill and uh, they made the, the the terrific racket as they always do but th th it's sort of this tech side is emerging that sort of you're increasingly seeing you know that in other motor shows you've got the uh, you've got the electric you've got the sort of technology crossover with um, automotive and the sort of the two are sort of becoming indivisible and uh, it's good to see the good to see goodwood uh, uh, capitalizing on that and uh, showcasing that and uh, and it looks like uh, munich's going to go the same way as well so uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see well, Nick, thanks so much for joining us this week for the Automotive News Your Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Doug. Hope to see you soon in person. We reached Nick Gibbs at his office outside of London. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up the July 15th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck. Thanks very much for stopping by. We hope You'll tune in again next time.